0: Thank you for listening to The Fields Brothers Show. Well, Jeff, I had to defend you this week. Uh, Defend me. I had to defend you. Yes, I did. There is a family member who is not happy with you. (laughs) And I'm telling you, when I say not happy, I mean not happy. We'll talk about that Mm -hmm. in a minute. But uh, anyway, I'm Roger Fields. (laughs) I'm here with uh, my brother, Who's uh, being was beaten up this week? Uh, but I, I I I think I had your back. I don't know. Well, I don't know who this will be yet. I'm, I'm going to tell you. I'll tell you about it here. But anyway, we're recovering pastors. This is our podcast, The Fields Brothers Show. Uh, coming to your life at Moonlight Fields Farm in Nicholasville, Kentucky. We are recovering pastors with no known history of scandal, and uh, we are uh, we're free range believers. That's the way I like to say it. Can, you I, know?
1: can I say something real quick? Yeah. I'll just make sure before I forget. I'm I'm. Um, was asked to be on another podcast for one episode. So I want to let people know about that. I think by the time this comes out, it will have already uh, been out a few days. Uh, A friend of mine, uh, Will Ratcliffe, is in Amarillo, Texas. He has started a new podcast after the first of the year called Adventure Life Podcast. A lot of good stuff. He understands grace and and this idea of of God's love. And he invited me to be a guest on his podcast. And so uh, if you look up under podcast... Adventure Life podcast, and you'll be able to hear the interview. I think it was actually released. He comes in on Tuesdays. It was released on um, Groundhog's Day. So, how about that? I was the guest, I was the special guest for his Groundhog Day
0: podcast <laughs> so don't you like they don't just ask anybody to be on, on groundhog day, so. day special guest so wow this, does not get any better than that so this
1: feels brothers podcast we're recording now i think will be released after that so okay. by the time you hear this that one should already be out. The Adventure Life podcast with Will
0: Ratcliffe interviewing uh, one of the Fields brothers. All right, well, I got a hodgepodge of stuff here. I want to get your reaction to, but I do want to talk about the fact that there is a family member Jeff who is not happy with you. You want to take a guess who? That, it's not so, me either. So
1: it's on your side of the family. Or I nice didn't. Side?
0: I'm not telling you that. It's on your side or my side. One of the two. You have no idea. I can we can't have no, a lot of no dead here at dead air, Jeff, <laughs> while you think about this, okay? It's not the way a podcast works. Well, let me I'm I'll tee it up for you a little bit and I bet you'll figure it out pretty quickly. All right. Now I am told that, and I'm not involved with this, but on your side of the family and some people on my side of the family do fantasy football. Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, who won fantasy football this year, Jeff?
1: Um, one of your daughters,
0: Shannon. Shannon. Won. I was and, very happy for her. Yes, and my understanding is, and her understanding is, that you're supposed to send her a trophy.
1: Well, I can tell you the truth on this. Okay, no, right. There is a trophy. That she's supposed that to get
0: because she won.
1: Well, if she wants to get it, there is nothing about being sent oh, to her. Oh, so she has it to drive
0: is, in from uh Well, that's just from, the, from that's Oklahoma. the risk that the person oh, that's playing it, it's, it's the person, whoever
1: wins gets to have... Um, you know, takes possession of the trophy for a year. And we have little okay. plaques. We have little plaques. There's like about 12 or so, like one inch by two inch plaques. And this was like the sixth or seventh year we did it. Yeah. I won it twice. I won the first year. Put your and name on it then year, so you right. get your name engraved. You put your, your team name, All right. your actual name, or in my case, I'm just put dad, and then the year. And so I've actually, out in the van right now, okay. as we speak in the parking lot, I took off the two plaques and then, you know, it costs about 10 bucks to have one of these graves. I was going to, this is how generous a person I am. I was, I'm paying. I will do it. I just haven't done it yet. I will pay because I never got mine engraved from last year when I won. So I've had the trophy for the last year without my name on the most recent plaque. Okay. So I was going to have mine engraved on it. And I was going to pay to have Shannon's engraved okay. on it. Now, well, but it's here in Kentucky. So if she wants you to have it as her father representing okay. her, I would be fine with that. I may that, so. send
0: it to her. She was just if, a little if he, hurt if that you she did not send her. trophy. she was under the understanding that you're going to send her the trophy, and I said to her, "I am sure that my brother has a good reason why he has been derelict of his duty and sends you the trophy." She is an attorney, so she
1: should know that, that <laughs> there is nothing in in writing that says that at all. It's just the I think there's an oral agreement, there, too. Okay. and we kind of assumed that nobody out of the state would ever win this thing, so it won't ever yeah. come up. Well, lo and behold. Right. It came up. So all right,
0: okay. Well, I have but a couple. It's, it's pretty good size. You know, you is it? it? I've never seen it. It's about I don't. Probably I don't mean, eighteen I don't, inches tall. I don't involve myself so, with your all's fantasy football. So if you're going to so anyway. mail, it, if you're
1: going to send it to her, it's it'd take a decent sized box. You better pad it real nice. And I know how to ship. it it'll set you back a little care. bit. Okay. <laughs> then well, she I'll needs t- to get it back to us too. You know. Well, okay. Next year, unless she wins again.
0: All right. All right. I I might do that for. Um Anyway, you know, one of the things that irks me a little bit is it no you yeah, never get to yeah, earth, do you? Is that it, so it's how we make concepts bible scriptural concepts that are really powerful concepts and we make them very tidy and very uninspiring that might be the word and I'm going to give you the example okay okay as it came up in discussion the other day we talked about some, about the grace of god Okay. Well, now, if you read the grace of God in the Bible, the Bible says some amazing stuff about the power of God's grace. I mean, there's just some incredible stuff. But immediately this person, oh, yeah, grace, God's riches at Christ's expense. (laughs) Got that one down. It's like, we got it figured out. Let's (laughs) move on. We got the anacronym down. And it's not like it's a horrible definition. I mean, you know, God's riches at Christ's expense is not a horrible definition. It's just the idea that we've got it now figured out. We've got it boiled down. It's really tight. We've got to wrap a bow around it. We got yeah. to figure it out. Yeah. Let's go on. It's not a dynamic that's alive in you that you live by or that you uh, draw from. It's a concept that okay, we got it. Let's go. And there's a lot of stuff like that in the Bible. Yeah. We just feel like well, we got that figured out. You, you know, know? some
1: about grace that I and I I don't think I really noticed this until the other day. We had um yeah. You know, Teresa and I attend a, a small congregation most Sundays around here, and um, they're going through First Peter. actually, I've had a listen to a, a couple of good sermons from Book of First Peter. There's a lot about oh, grace yeah. in First Peter, yeah. but one of the phrases that I mentioned there, and I hadn't thought about this, talks about uh, grace being multiplied to you. That's in the the introduction there, the yeah. salutation. Yeah. Grace be multiplied to you. Paul, out of his epistles, would say grace and peace to you. So why? And okay, we've already been given grace. G, you know, Jesus Christ mm-hmm. brought you know grace came in Jesus Christ. So in one sense, you know, we've they've he's given everything, but then says, so what's How how do we how is grace multiplied to us? I don't I don't have a good answer to that, but I thought, you know, there's something about grace that we, I, I guess, the more we, it's a little more dynamic Christ, than just oh, God's riches at Christ's expense. <laughs> maybe we need a better acronym. Maybe that's yeah, what maybe it that's there, it. You there. know. But anyway, so we, we might talk about that in some other feature podcast. What's I mean, how is grace multiplied? To us,
0: I mean that's us. kind of. What I always kind of back up a little bit when somebody has a real tidy, simple explanation for something. Sometimes, actually, I think the, it's accurate. But but I always think about: is is this really the full gamut of what God's mm-hmm. trying to communicate through the through the Scripture? Of this concept, I mean, even salvation obviously is a much more of a, is a richer word than just okay, you get to go to heaven mm-hmm. and not hell. You know, there's a lot packed away in that verse. So anytime you get or that word, anytime you get the words um, out of the Bible, and you kind of, you know, you got a little ribbon around them, I think there's a problem. So anyway, um, you know, one of the things too that I and this is a simple thing. I don't know if you have a comment about this, but it just kind of hit me again this week is that we are just so in the church, we are so invested in our systems, just the way we do things. It is Mm -hmm. amazing to me. I talk to other believers. We talk about, you know, it's like everything. You know, we have the, you know, we have the Sunday morning gathering that's got, you know, it starts at either 1030 or 1230 or multiple times or Saturday nights. And we have a certain way to, I mean, Jeff, I've been in churches all over America, in every <laughs> denomination, and we all do it pretty much the same.
1: You know, I remember reading years ago. It's like McDonald's. McDonald's is it's, successful because you can go to McDonald's anywhere in the world, and you know exactly yeah. what to expect. And that's I mean, pretty much the way our, our church services are. It is amazing.
0: Are. I don't think it used to be that way, when, whether that's good or bad, but it is that way now. It, it's you know we have to have we have the worship team. And they do their fast songs, and they do their slow songs, and then we do. It's interesting how I you mean, know, when the praise
1: teams became a big thing. It's kind of like, oh, this is new. We're not stuck in tradition. We're not yeah, going to just right. use the hymn, hymn, right. offering prayer, and all this right. stuff. We're going to do it different. Well, now they're all the same. The right. other way now, it's you the know, know, there's just a new tradition.
0: But I, I just um, it, it still fascinates me, even the way we we lead people to the Lord. You know, you pray this prayer, you come forward. I mean, we've got a system for everything. And at one time these systems probably were were functional and were decent ways of doing things, but we are just so invested in that. And I think anytime you, you feel like you feel nervous if you're if somebody is not adopting the same system that you do, you need to back up a little bit and say, okay, why am I so committed to this system? A lot of times it's because it's familiar. We've just had it drilled into us for so long. But there's just a lot of ways to do a lot of things, and still have it uh, be compatible with the grace of the gospel. Did you
1: ever, in terms of church services, which is just what you said, you know, we don't know what it looks like to outsiders a lot of times, and so you know, you go to yeah. some, you know, you right. go to some other congregation, and you're a little confused because you really don't know what's going on, but everybody there does it all the time, so yeah, they right. know it, yeah. and so that's kind of weird how you, you don't realize how we get so comfortable with our systems that we. Um,
0: Oh we yeah, don't our don't language and systems on, yeah, and all that. Yeah. All right, here I got a script. Now, now this, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. After I say this, I'm probably gonna backpedal just slightly on this. But um, if I were to ask you this question, which is more powerful, tradition or the Word of God? And I'm using Word of God to mean really Jesus, because I believe that's which is more powerful. What's more powerful? Well, toward what
1: end? I mean, one's more powerful. One. I, well, mean, geez, <laughs> it, I mean, I can't, okay. I'm not going to say anything's more powerful. than Well, you. okay, I think in the verse that Jesus said, you nullify the word of God for the sake That's of your traditions. The Is that Isn't where that interesting? Yeah.
0: That their traditions nullified the word of God. Now, they didn't understand at that point, I think, that the word was Jesus. But the traditions, you know, took away the power of Jesus' impact in their lives. And I, it just says to me that, you know, when our traditions, when our systems become so important to us that they can, in fact, move out the grace of God, the yeah. power of the gospel. Yeah. I mean, it's an interesting dynamic. The, the tradition does have that much power. And very similar to that, that
1: reminded me of 1 Corinthians 1, um, for Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom of words. So that can, that's kind of a system, mm-hmm. wisdom with words, mm-hmm. lest the cross of Christ should be made of no effect, or some translations mm-hmm. be emptied of its power. I mean, can the cross be emptied of its power? Well, practically Apparently, day- apparently day, so, yeah. When, when we depend on our wisdom of speech
0: or same, systems. That's a great parallel thought. So, yeah, I, 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 hadn't, I hadn't thought of that. That's a great statement that... Uh, this speaks of the same thing that we do stuff that can empty the cross with power. I mean, you would think you would think kind of that you know nothing is more powerful than the word of God. Nothing is mm-hmm. more powerful than the cross. Well, in a sense, I guess that's true. But there are ways that we can do things or systems we can be so invested in mm-hmm. that it takes power away from these things. So that is to me an amazing thought. Um, and if I hear one more time, changing gears a little bit, you know. Well, and this comes up in every discussion about grace. Just if you if you're online, every eventually somebody's going to say, "Well, we just need balance." Yeah. Just got to have balance. You yeah. know, I've you got too much grace there, Jeff. Got to have there. balance, which means we need some law and works here to balance out your grace.
1: I mean, even worse than that, I had someone the other day in, in a reply that went back and forth online said we need to balance the gospel.
0: The yeah. gospel needs, which yeah. is
1: essentially the same thing as grace, yeah. but I mean to say it that bluntly is. not that just amazing? Like, whoa. It's, <laughs> you know, it's like the gospel is Christ. Grace it's like is Christ. God we went a little Christ. too
0: far, Jeff, in yeah. sending Jesus to die completely for our sins, past, present, and future, raise up again. We, we gotta balance that. We gotta pull that back a little bit because that's just too extreme that God would do that for us. It's amazing the way we think of things, though. But when you get into these discussions, I, I kind of sometimes I don't know about you, but I, I sometimes forget how to think, you know, legalistically sometimes, mm-hmm. and so when I, and I, I kind of forget that way of thinking, and so when I hear somebody else start to say stuff like that, I think, wow, and, and then I realize I thought the same way at one time. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I can't. Be too hard on them because I wasn't that long ago. I would have been right there agreeing yep, with that. I would have been. been yep. I would have been one of my amens, you know, responding <laughs> to some of this stuff. You know, it's a
1: good thing the internet didn't exist back when. Probably so. Twenty years ago, or twenty? Well, I guess did twenty years ago. We were not
0: at there. Thirty years ago. Yeah. So. Yeah. Let me change. I, I have a, a kind of a, a, an old testament story I want to get your reaction to, but I'm going to. I came up with, um, <laughs> you know. Sometimes you come up with stuff. So, hey, probably one of these things late at night. I did this. Roger's six darkest secrets. Are you ready? <laughs> the darkest one, ones. Okay. They're pretty. Yeah. First number one. Most of my clothes I buy at Sam's.
1: Okay, oh, yeah, we really are changing gears. Yeah, so we are changing. Why, that's gears. why you had the golf shirt that one time. I remember. Yeah, I do. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, I don't like really golf, but they do have some It is a golf cheap place shirt. to buy
1: clothes. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah great oh, yeah, also, quality stuff. Costco's the, is the same way. Costco's clothes are pretty cheap. Yeah, yeah, I don't don't shop at Costco, Costco that much, but and I and I honestly, I've looked at clothes. I'm not that impressed with Costco's clothes, but I like <laughs> Sam's clothes. I'm sorry. Number one, that's number one. Number two, I think the greatest food on the planet is a vanilla wafer. I'm telling you, if I was on an island and yeah, I had I case of vanilla vid- wafers, I saw your video the other day, be totally fine. Yeah, I saw well,
1: where you were on the beach. I saw the video. You oh yeah, where you were mentioning. I item. mean, I give
0: me a box of vanilla wafers and I am good. All right. Okay, I don't think you know you think you know someone. Then. And number so three, this is the one that, off- one that I have one that offends you that you you were offended before, so I'm gonna say it again. Number three, <laughs> I, I'm proud of the fact that I own my own traffic cone. And so mm-hmm. if I want to save a parking space for myself, just like I would save a chair if I got someplace early, put my coat on the back of the chair, if I get someplace early and there's I know parking's gonna be tight, I put out my traffic cone in that parking spot and nobody bothers a traffic cone they don't know if the sheriff put it there the utility company put it there it is amazing just stick that cone there you can come back later the parking lot will be full your spot will still be there you pick up your cone and park your car you know i know that offends a lot of people but it's just you know never mind these are dark secrets all right and number four nobody ever believes this but (laughs) i'm an introvert (laughs) I know I, I come out in the podcast. I don't come across that way, and I've done kids' woods live events. But you give me my choice, and I'm telling you right now, I will go out in front of the beach, get in my hammock, and be by myself, and be as happy as a lark. So there you go. And number five, some people don't know. Well, they know if they listen to this podcast. But I'm a recovering pastor, not other people. A lot of other people don't know that.
1: So that's a dark but secret.
0: Yeah. Used to be a pastor. Yeah, in a way. Yeah. I mean, it's not so. Do you tell everybody that that you run into? I used to pastor a church.
1: No. Okay, no, that's but, not, I mean, not something no, a little forthcoming coming with. Yeah. yeah, but I don't but, So, what, right, I, so guess, I don't know. My list might
0: be kind of lame. I don't know. But, but anyway, and number six, I like Mondays. I hear people complain about Mondays all the time on Facebook. Like, I like Mondays. I like Monday because I know they have the whole week. I'm excited about the week. I like what I do. And so anyway, I just don't. Boy, you say that one on Facebook. You like motion, <laughs> you can get yourself beat up. So anyway, those are my dark secrets. for Whatever. Can
1: I? Like. You mentioned the systems earlier. This thing that we talked about a little bit before, and I sent you the thing this morning. Can, I, yeah. Go ahead. You got say stuff on this thing of yeah, tithing. You got? I, oh no, go it, ahead. You can do that. Take go ahead. a couple minutes. there. Yeah. Go ahead. We we've talked, breed. I don't want. We may have some other whole podcast on it. And we've talked about some in the past, but. Well, we talked about being irked. A friend of mine uh, sent me a a YouTube video from their. A large congregation. I'm, I'm not going to say where. A pretty prominent congregation. Very prominent. Not pretty, but very prominent. Yeah, very prominent. And emphasis that evidently is coming up this Sunday. I forgot the exact title, but it's about tithing. It's it's put tithing or the test of tithing or something like that. And a little two-minute, or I don't know, a little two-minute video about the pastors talking about, and just just talking about how that it's your tithing that allows us to do what we're, we're doing like we can't do we can't function at a church without your tithe and, and God that will that is bless the you. issue right oh yeah and god will bless you like I promises god will bless you and it really i mean when we, now that where i am and i see this stuff I realize that was part of the old covenant for one thing and they were talking about tithing and he said you know we're the storehouse this church is the storehouse that you bring your tithes into the storehouse To enable us to do what we're doing, which is absolutely true, but but that's not that's a whole separate thing from the kingdom of God. You know, that may or may not be a little bit related. But it really is a type of shakedown. You know, it's kinda like uh, you know, the mafia type of thing, okay, you need John Roger, you need, you know, you we need you to do this, we need you to take some money here, or Gonna, you know, Bubba's going to be coming after my you hardware and store there. and destroy my
0: hardware store. <laughs> and just yeah.
1: kind of like we're telling, you know, when that happens, man, that I mean, that really, all right. I mean, it really makes me angry to, okay. to to see how that is used
0: to manipulate people to support right. the system. We and we may do, we may do do another whole podcast on this, but you know, tithing's all through the Bible, Jeff. It's mentioned the Old Testament and the New Testament. Yeah, I've heard okay. a pastor say that's even. It's all it's through the, the God, New Testament. And so, um, and we may take a, a podcast and explain that, but, but it's not taught that you should do it, right. but it is mentioned, you know, Jesus told the Pharisees, you're tired." Used in a negative way, yeah, kind of negative used in a them, negative them, way yeah. there. But then you he neglect talks, mercy and the love of God, yes. And it's talked
1: about Melchizedek in the Old Testament, but it's right. never talked about as a practice for right. new covenant never believers. never talked about as a practice, right. So. that's
0: right. All right, let me tell you one, one of my favorite Old Testament stories, and I'd kind of forgotten this story, and I heard it again. And I, it, this is in Numbers 20. Now, this is when, this, I think it's one of the funniest stories in the I Old Testament. I have to
1: confess, I do not remember off the top of my head what's in Numbers 20.
0: You're going to know this story. You're going to know this story, yeah. The book of Numbers. Yeah, you're obviously not very spiritual, Jeff. But anyway, so the, this is when the, the children of Israel were getting ready to go to the promised land, and, of course, they were doing what they always did. They quarreled okay now I want to read a couple of verses out of it because this is so good is there's no water for the community and the people gathered in opposition to Moses they oppose Moses and Aaron okay so they're 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 upset and they quarrel with Moses they said if we'd only died with our brothers when when our brothers fell dead before the Lord why did you bring the Lord's community into this wilderness that we and our livestock should die here why did you bring us out of Egypt to this terrible place there is no grain or figs or grapevines or pomegranates and there's no water to drink so they're upset upset okay so then moses goes to god and he tells god hey they're upset you know what do we do and so anyway god says go to the rock remember this yeah okay go to the rock speak to the rock Mm -hmm. there's another time when they did he was allowed to strike the rock but this time god says just speak to the rock and god doesn't doesn't sound upset at all i mean moses is real upset god's like just go talk to the rock and get your water Mm -hmm. okay and so then Moses, I, bet, I don't know if you ever thought about this before. It says, he and Aaron, this is, now this is in Numbers chapter 20, verse 10. He and Aaron gathered the assembly in front of the rock, and Moses said to them, listen, you rebels. Must we bring <laughs> you water from this rock? And then Moses raised his arm and struck the rock twice with a staff, and water gushed out, and the community fed their livestock. So here's apparently what was going on is Moses was fed up with these people and so he chews them out, calls them rebels, which God did not tell him to do. He took his rock, he raised his arm up, so he whacks his rock a couple of times. It's like in anger. Like, you mm-hmm. want your, you want your water? Whack, whack there. Take your water. I mean, that's kind of the way, the way he did it,
1: okay? And so what, I you don't want, remember ever seeing that in a drama. You know, have all these other stories in the Bible yeah. and movies and things like that. That would make this would interesting This be a great one. Yeah, but but um, now,
0: now listen, so what happened when he did that? Now, so, so think about this. He, what he really does is he misrepresents God. Mm-hmm. Now, they couldn't see God. Really, what they saw of God was they had to see pretty much through Moses at that time. Moses was kind of God's representative, okay? And so the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, because Aaron, I guess, was apparently was a part of this idea, too. He thought it was a great idea to whack on the rock and yell at the people. Is but you did not trust me enough to honor me. This is what God says to them me as holy in the sight of the Israelites, you will not bring this community into the land that I give them. This is the reason they didn't get to go in. Now think about this. So you have basically a, we'll say a minister of types, okay, of sorts, Mm -hmm. standing in front of the people. They are messing up. I mean, they are grumbling. They should have had a little bit of faith that God was bringing them to the promised land. They were going to have plenty of food and water and all that real shortly, but they're, they've had it they want to go back to egypt they have had it and they grumbled they opposed moses they fussed. so so god says, speak to the rock give him water moses chews them out calls them rebels which they kind of were it's not like moses was mm-hmm. wrong about that calls them rebels whacks on the rock real hard so i'm like all right fine here's your water whack, whack. and so and then god <laughs> I like says, the way that,
1: because I like your sound effects well, on the whack,
0: whack. <laughs> you got you got to get grasp the the emotion of this okay. moment you know and so and so Moses then does this, and, and God still honors it, though. God still sends the water, even though he didn't mm-hmm. do it right, which is, that's a lesson, too. You know, he really messed up the way he did this. God still came through. God still provided the water from the rock. Mm-hmm. But then God said, because you did that, you know, you're not going into the promised land. What if that were true? To, maybe it is true today that if you are a minister who's always just beating up on people, telling them how horrible they are, doing things in anger, you know, in resentment— and belittling people that that disqualifies you from leading them into the promises of god which kind of makes sense to me
1: yeah i mean the promised land is for here and now yeah so i think the reason we know that that.
0: the reason i believe that is because i'm hopefully the promised land is not symbolic of heaven because hopefully there are no giants in heaven trying to beat us up
1: yeah, and there was Jericho. The first thing yeah. they got in the Promised Land was the enemy was there, yeah, and they had to drive right. out the enemy. And that's so like going to be heaven. The so the Promised Land right. is
0: symbolic for the promises of God. So now. the okay. spiritual
1: warfare we have now in 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 laying hold of the promises that have already been given to us. And I don't, you know, that's, that's interesting. I I, I want to think about that a little bit more, because I do believe somehow it's connected. That's why Moses, you know, ties into that event, I guess. But you know, he represents the law. Yeah, And it's not the law that brings us into God's promises. It is grace. Joshua was the one that was able to come in there. Joshua is the Hebrew name for Jesus. So it's Jesus who brings us into God's promises. It's not the law that was pictured by Moses. And somehow that particular event, I think, ties into that. But I can't quite tie that together in my mind, but I'm sure that... Wait, he, did, I he, just, didn't, he, was, he struck it. I've also heard that he had already struck in it before. So, yeah, yeah, he had, yeah. And, and the idea that, you know, and Christ is a rock, first and yeah, the instant yeah, I Christ, yeah. or that rock was Christ, and that the idea is he's crucifying him again, that the striking of the rock the first time is a picture of the crucifixion. Well, maybe. And and the idea of striking I, him in again was the idea that okay, you only needs to be crucified Yeah, one yeah time, I'm not so. that deep
0: with it. I just think God said, just speak to the rock, Moses, and give him the water. No, I don't want to do it that way. I want to be dramatic about it, I'm going to tell you to people how horrible they are, we're going, to, uh, we're going to, I'm going to illustrate this. First of all, I'm going to call them rebels. Then I'm going to illustrate this mm-hmm. by whacking on this rock a couple of times. And, uh, he, and God says, You did not honor me. Now, I don't think it's, you know, I don't know that He maybe messed up the symbolism. I don't know. But you didn't honor me because you gave mm-hmm. people the impression that, okay, fine, and that God is mad and He's resentful, mm-hmm. but fine, take your water. Because okay, that's, they're that's they're, the way yeah. Moses did it. And a lot of people think that's what God does, that God will, maybe He will bless you, maybe He will, but He's always kind of like, fine, okay, but you know, you're kind of rebels and we know you're sinning, but fine, you can have this blessing. (laughs) And that's the way a lot of ministers approach this. As opposed to
1: a loving Heavenly Father that is so anxious to pour out
0: His blessing. And even though the people didn't, I mean, they didn't deserve just, you know, I mean, they didn't deserve great treatment at this point. But there, there again, I may have been in the bunch of these people grumbling too you know if i was thirsty like i may have been you oh, yeah. know, i would have been i may have been right in there with them you know so don't be too hard on them but anyway i just think it's amazing that moses takes this pro- approach and um you know and so god says moses you didn't do it the way you should have done it i just think that's an amazing thing i think that um i think it says so much about ministry today mm-hmm. you know i mean i think really that's just an unbelievable picture of the way ministry should not be
1: we proclaim not ourselves but Christ you know, yeah, who Christ is what he's done
0: If you haven't checked out our book, check out Breaking the Hex Life with God After the Cross Killed Religion. It's on Amazon by the Fields Brothers for a mere, what is it, Jeff? 9
1: dollars
0: One penny short of 10 bucks. So there you <laughs> You're go. You're good
1: at that ciphering, aren't you? <laughs>